0: Feels weird to me that you're a Midwesterner.
1: Yeah, it feels weird. Do you feel <laughs> aligned Midwest.
0: with the uh, with the region?
1: Um, no. I mean, not. I just don't think I've been here long enough. I will say, like, and I. I also haven't been to other parts of the Midwest. Um, so. I. I. I I will say, but based off what other people say and what it seems, it's like this is Minneapolis, Greater Twin Cities, probably, I don't know, probably, I don't know, closer to a West Coast kind of vibe than I would say, probably, certainly, uh, Chicago or Milwaukee or Detroit.
0: Chicago's definitely East Coast vibe.
1: Yeah, so I would say that if... If I had to pick a city in the Midwest, that is probably what I'm more used to in terms of, like, you know, West Coast cities, then I would say that this is probably it. Um, more overt re-
0: racism, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, at least in the uh, police department, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I would say that. But, I mean, I've enjoyed it a lot quite a bit so far but you know obviously for a lot of my time i haven't been able to really get out but it's been good i would say that there are differences for sure one of the biggest differences is like they're obviously coming from bend um there are obviously tons and tons of like brew pubs and stuff and they all serve like food right Mm -hmm. um a lot of the brew pubs around here don't serve any food. Hmm. It's very. It's Is that very like weird. a state
0: law annoying. thing?
1: I don't, I don't think so. No Cause kidding. some do. Or in one case, there's one that was good that had like you could order from the restaurant, or from the like food place next to it, and they'll bring it into the brew pub. But. I think that I I don't know why I have no idea why, but it's just like not a, like you can go get a beer, but you also can't order like nachos.
0: That's tragic. Or man. like,
1: or like some tots, which like considering <laughs> you're drinking seems kind of important. But it's true. That's
0: true. Regulating that's been the an wrong adjustment. Direction. Well, and that was the thing <laughs> that- like during the pandemic, you could get to go drinks here. But one of the stipulations was you had to serve food with it, so it's the exact opposite situation we got going on in Minneapolis there. Yeah. Pat, you're a little distracted, it seems. And
2: with that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. <laughs> uh, what was that real? Distracted. Yeah, I I was I was going
0: with it, and you guys didn't interrupt me, but I I'll restart it. <laughs> I'll do it again. I wasn't saying start the show. I mean, although we should start the show, I was just saying. Yeah, let's let's start it. What? Cause I was feeling up my titty.
1: Without me.
2: <laughs> sorry, sorry. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the nineteenth episode of No Country for Big Men. Woo! Nineteen. We're almost to the big two. Zero twenty. 20 you know how hyped we were when we hit the big one zero double that hypeness because i'm joined by my fellow co-hosts ryan aka reefer ryan alongside with jack (laughs) aka jack in black I actually wrote Back and Jack, but I like Jack, Jack and Black
0: better. Jack yeah, Black. it's could, like could a double too. entendre with the actor, yeah. too. I, I, was, I was pretty impressed with that. Nice.
2: Yeah, Ryan, I was trying
0: to, you
2: know, y- you tend to think I'm going with themes for the nickname, so I've been trying to do that, but I didn't know of any, like, classic rock bands or songs that had Ryan in them. Like I said before, your name is very hard to make nicknames for, so thanks. I don't know if you can think of any, but... I can't.
0: I got nothing for you. crying. You can't come up with your own nicknames. That's, like, the number one rule of nicknames. Well, just, like...
2: Just, like, rock bands with Ryan in them or something.
1: That's your Kobe. I think he made Black Mamba for himself.
2: Still sad. Who knows these things? Like, where, where do these things, like, get their origin? You know, like...
0: Anyone, i don't anyone, know Sh- like-
1: Shaq, shack always made nicknames for himself
0: we're talking um, about meta like superhuman people right i'm i'm talking about for the everyday joe oh Schmo, yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, come when on, you're six no, three i don't know how tall kobe was six three and can score from anywhere or seven foot and can literally eat anyone you can do what you want you get that free pass
1: Shaq, you can eat anyone. Free pass. Free pass to cannibalism.
2: Well, last I hope you enjoyed last week's episode of the first ever movie review. Uh, It was the first time doing that. It was about an hour long, so apologies if some of the thoughts were scrambled or you know we're. Apologies
1: if you fell asleep, like you might have watching The Master.
2: But I will say after that review, and some of the listeners have reached out and. They have told me that they're going to watch the master again, or they did watch the master again. So, you're welcome, Paul Thomas Anderson. You're welcome for spreading
0: the word and Netflix and Netflix for the extra viewership too. Sure.
1: I started Boogie Nights, but something came up, and I had to pause, and I've not returned to it. I'm only like 20 minutes in, so it's not it's not a sin, but
2: that's an that's I see.
1: I I see. I'm starting to see his style a little bit. Oh yeah, I'm starting to see it. I'm starting yeah. to see it.
2: Boogie Nights has is one of his best casts, if not his best cast that he had assembled. Like the Avengers, he brings them all, all in on that movie, with a young Marky Mark leading the way. Dirk Diggler. Jesus, but if you, you just mention
0: movies, yet. if you just mention movies, it's the easiest way to derail Pat. He just goes (laughs) off on his little rabbit holes. I
2: love Boogie Nights, man. I love it. Anyway.
1: National Treasure.
2: That's a a classic. Cult classic.
1: That is a great movie. Okay. Answer me this. Uh Uh-oh. Where does Jackass... Where do the Jackasses rank?
2: I mean, those... You have to consider those classics as well. I mean, they... I don't know any other type of people... Or filmers, or anything doing the shit that they did, because what they do yes. is absolutely outrageous, and it's it's what people want to see. You know, like people love yeah. watching other people in pain or just doing stupid stuff, and it's they tapped into that, and it's it's worked out very well for them. I, they do have some crazy stories, especially steve like his life story is pretty bananas. But yeah, no Jackass, great. Great pieces of cinema.
1: Because I was thinking about that. Because they're starting to promote... Jackass 4. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're making another one. Yeah, it's the final one.
1: It's out in like a month or like two months or something like that. They're so old. Um, Dude, doesn't
0: Johnny Knoxville have to piss out a catheter and he's still freaking doing this stuff? My God.
1: One of the guys lost one of his testicles. Oh. I think in a... It might not actually have been for Jackass. It might have been, like, a separate, like, snowboarding. When or, like, the, it instead. doesn't
0: matter if it was on the set or not. They live a certain lifestyle regardless of the cameras. And it's – I don't want to say it's always the same – the causative reason for these injuries, but it's
2: uh, – I mean, these injuries, they don't surprise me for the stuff that they do. You know, it's it's – they do some, they do some gnarly stuff.
1: If, if you want a fantastic video, because I think Johnny Knoxville he pees out of the catheter because he broke his penis.
0: Oh.
1: If you want a fantastic video, um, go on YouTube and watch Dennis Rodman talking about the three times he's broken his penis. It's oh, a fantastic God. video. Our next movie <laughs> review will be that, and it's also here. hilarious. Anybody out there? YouTube Dennis Rodman broken penis. All right. later.
0: Nice plug right there. Well, we Might got a, do that instead of listening to the pod.
2: <laughs> we got a great
0: episode today.
2: It's going to be a nice little quickie, little quickie episode. We got some NBA free agency to go over since that happened, and some big moves were made. Not necessarily with our teams, but other teams in the league. You know, we're trying to. Trying to upgrade their roster and make that next step for a title contention. That being Lakers being won. I think the Bulls made some moves. Um, the Sixers did sign Joel to a max extension, but we will get to that. And then on top of that, something did leak today. It was a Warriors video. Jack says it wasn't leaked. It was posted, which, no. I mean, it was, but leak makes it sound, you know, a little salacious yes there we go so we'll talk about that that video includes draymond and kd talking about that one little fight they had against the clippers and how that sort of derailed the whole thing by by their perspective by their point of view that that's what really and the way that bob myers and steve kerr handled it is why KD left okay katie okay and then got some football to talk and we're going to get Jack's sort of uh, analysis on Trey Lance and what he saw from the number three overall pick from this year's rookie draft. Um, I have one thought on Trey Lance, um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that eventually. Okay. And then at the very end of the episode, what many of you have been waiting for, another review, but this time it's of non-alcoholic beer. And we're going to be covering both beer and wine today because Jack and Black couldn't find any non alcoholic beer at a store, so he got non alcoholic wine.
0: Why did you? I, I felt like that beer. was going to be a punchline of the segment, and now you just blew it off the top. I can cut that out. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I'd rather just get mad at you for your hosting job.
1: Getting mad at you is funnier.
0: Again, well, I guess ruining the pod's content. It doesn't
2: matter because I put timestamps on these things so people will just scroll through and see what we talked about.
0: People so. would never do that, dude. They listen to the whole episode from the beginning advertisements to the ending advertisements.
2: Maybe that's what they're telling you. I see the stats. Well, shall we get into it, gentlemen? Let's do Where it. Where do you want to start? Let's do it. Let's talk some NBA. I mean, like I say, every gotcha Damn time. This is a Sixers and a Warriors podcast, okay? So we're going to talk some Sixers, and we're going to talk some Warriors. First, we're going to talk some Sixers. And something I want to get off my chest is that Simmons is still a Sixers. God damn it. And now we're seeing some summer vids leaking, which I'm so done with these summer vids. I know, I know people... Have made fun of them before, but like I, the fact that Simmons is still posting or he's allowing someone to record it and post it is just so stupid. This guy is a douche. I'm off the Simmons bandwagon. I, dude, my my closet is full of jerseys of former Philadelphia athletes. I got Wentz, and now I've got Simmons because Simmons will no longer be. I mean, if the season starts and he's still on the team, like he's. He said he's he doesn't want to be a part of part of it anymore. He's going to sit out, and so he's when getting. Did he moved. say he that said he's going to he sit out? That? Yeah, he said he said he's not talking to anyone, and he's he's clearly oh. disgruntled and not going to. He's not going to play.
1: Oh, ah, yeah, he'll play.
2: We'll see. Let's put a bet on it right now.
0: I, it's it's okay. a James Harden. Move, I, I will think. definitely it's, bet you that he starts this season as a six. All year. right, all right. A live bet, five dollars.
1: I'll bet you that if he's a sixer, he's not going to hold out.
0: I would rather the stakes not be monetary. I would rather the stakes be something else. How about this? Winner gets one tweet from the loser's account. Wow. That's big. That
2: is big. Let's do it. Deal. Done. Sign it. There we go. Clean it up. We're on our way. But the fact that he or Rich Paul said that he's a young socialite and doesn't want to oh, go to God. like a small market team. He wants to go to like a team in California. Go fuck off, dude. Are you kidding me? Ship his ass to Indiana and just just make him suffer. Dude, are you kidding me? This guy clearly doesn't care about winning. He doesn't care about anything. He <laughs> just cares about the fame. No, it's it's blatant. It's clear and my worst wow. nightmares came true. Oh my that he really Dude, look at his numbers. His game has not improved since his rookie season. They've stayed. They they plateaued. They stayed the same. It, and I didn't. I didn't want
0: to accept it. I think did we talk about this last episode? I mean, did we bring this up? But we've definitely brought this up as your we brought it up in the past. As your evolution of and the relationship you have with Simmons has, you know, morphed and evolved. It's gone off the rails. And yeah, it doesn't see it's not smoldering. It is a pile of ash at this point. I'm my eyebrows are singed off from your anger through the zoom. It's it's seriously,
2: it's, it's everything that I feared, you know, watching him throughout these years. And it's it's been true this whole time that I mean, he clearly doesn't care about improving anything in his game, he just wants the fame and riches that come with being an NBA star. So, um, I really hope that <laughs> it would be pretty funny if they shipped them to a smaller market team. Yeah, some, what's the
1: worst? Area. What's the worst case scenario for this? Indiana is up there. Um,
0: Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's. that's Oklahoma. Bad. Oh
1: yeah, Indiana and Oklahoma City. Probably. San Antonio. San Antonio. Sacramento. Definitely. At least you're
0: close yeah, to the, the bay. Yeah, what's the worst for California Sacramento? team?
1: Well, that's what he—that's what I don't understand. He's like, you know, he wants to go to one of the California teams. It's like, bro, have you been to Sacramento? Well, I feel
0: like, it, and it's the same thing with Philadelphia. The reason he doesn't complain about Philadelphia is the proximity to New York. I'm sure, right? And same thing for San Sack Town.
1: Yes, but it is like a—I don't know the distance between Philly and New York, but like I—I I think it's probably less than Sacramento Two and hours. The Bay Area. The Without At least traffic. if you want to get to, like, downtown San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he could – I don't know why the Kings would necessarily be on that list. And then it seems seems extremely unlikely that he'd be on the Warriors, the Lakers, or the Clippers. So, yeah, I think that probably Indiana, San Antonio, Oklahoma City would definitely be up there. I feel like Memphis no, I probably. Oh, uh, yeah, Memphis
0: doesn't seem – Nashville is where – the actions at detroit people always cleveland
1: yeah they probably i detroit, cleveland, cleveland would be pretty bad sorry mick toronto gets a bad rap i've never been there but i think that it's probably pretty fun um yeah
2: get him out of the country
0: just don't even have him be here. i mean damn pat now i feel like i have to keep up for him i mean the summer videos are one thing and i don't give a shit about those there was one that was posted of him you know, switching directions on a guy and crossing him over for a dunk. And I'm just like, "What? this is just a normal, you know, scrimmage play. Why are we even trying to hype this up? But I don't know. I don't think I think your irrational anger at the end of the season has snowballed further and further. And again, I'm going to stay with the oh, yeah. stance that we need to just get good value for him i don't want to just kick him off just to kick him off i'd rather him be in a sixers uniform next season than get anything other than a perennial all-star out of it so i'm okay with it
2: i don't want to i don't want to kick him off just to like you know get some half decent players and maybe a couple picks I, i do want i do want value as well but i'm just i'm just ready to let him go just be free
1: here's a question that I think could very well be how this plays out. Would you want another year of essentially running back the same team as last year? And that obviously includes keeping Ben no. Simmons for another season. If it means that they could trade him next summer for, a say, a Damian Lillard.
0: I would. Yeah, I would do that. I think I like our chances at running it back with hopefully a healthy squad. And, you know, I know we we don't like talking about Danny Green and his impact because I'm probably going to get laughed out of the room with that. But, you know, going back to that playoff series, we have a lot of young guys who Danny Green offers that uh, veteran presence and probably was necessary for this latest run, especially when they hit struggles with the Hawks. You run it back, Maxi's development, you still have Danny Green. Under the radar signing, I think, is George's Niang. He'll be a great wing off the bench, played pretty well for Utah. I was excited that they got him because I don't know what our cap situation was. I wasn't expecting a big signing and we didn't have any, but I'm down for running it back and seeing what happens who knows what the hell is going to how it's going to play out i feel like again going into this season there's no clear favorite if if we get
2: dame then if he's promised
1: yeah
2: i'll wait another season well, i can wait
1: yeah i mean not promised not promised but like okay, no. my point is i waiting. think it's i think it's very possible that it seems very clear that the sixers are holding out for him or somebody of his caliber. And it seems extremely at this, it seems unlikely at this point that, you know, he'd be moving anywhere. Cause he's just, Lillard's only going to move if he asks to move. And it seems like that should have happened already. If it was going to happen, same thing, Bradley Beal. Um, so my point is more like it's, if that's the Sixers, you know, if that's Daryl Morey's, if that's what he wants and that's the only thing he's willing to give up Simmons for it seems very reasonable that Simmons will be on this the Sixers for next season now part of my point is like I think with Willard given that the Blazers did absolutely nothing I mean they they can't they can only really do big trades and it doesn't seem that they want to do that um so it's like they're essentially running back the, the same team as well I see no reason why they're the outcome of this season for them won't really be any different. Like they're not contenders. And so, you know, then Lillard is in the same situation again. It seems far more likely after they would get bounced again in the first round and maybe the second round that he'd ask out is more my point. Like, it seems fairly, I don't know tomorrow. Maybe he'll ask out, but it seems like at this point, he's willing to give Chauncey Billups a chance at, a new coach and maybe see if they improve so my point is i think it's i think it's kind of reasonable that simmons is on this team entering the season and that a star isn't really available for trade maybe until next summer granted guys always pop up you never know but
0: yeah i don't know i i still think anything can happen right and so i even like this concept of running it back with the same team i feel like we get so antsy to make tra- changes immediately if it doesn't work out. Look at who the NBA champion was—the Bucks. Who seemingly—I know they made the big trade for Drew, G, uh, Drew Holiday, to start the season, and and he obviously made an impact. But also, he was pretty piss ass shooting in some of those big games. He got the late buckets that they needed, and is always an asset defensively, but. You know the their core was relatively the same you added a few pieces here and there and swap them out interchangeably but that core start is there I crazier things happen I don't know and even even with this year we were still kind of dealing with some of the pandemic effects and it it didn't really I mean towards the end with the playoffs it started to feel like a real NBA season but who knows what could happen next year i I think we're we're so antsy to just Make things happen within one year, and we got to have patience with this stuff. And even with Simmons, who's been at it doing the same shit for four years now, who knows, with with this big three healthy again, with the complementary pieces and young guys that we've added along the way, who knows what they might gel into.
2: I think my love for Simmons gives me the right to hate on him so much, so that so makes please, a lot of please sense. please allow me that makes a lot please of sense allow me that so yeah we'll we'll see we'll we'll keep track of of this whole simmons situation dame's been dropping music it seems like he's got his priorities you know elsewhere for the time being i don't think he's the probably album's just showing
0: well i don't think it's doing that well
2: i don't well his first i mean his first album was i mean he's good he he has good flow he sounds good in the booth um, he doesn't cuss in all his raps or any of his raps, so not that that needs to be a thing, but they're all clean. So, I mean, it, they're he's good. He has good wordplay and lyricism. Um, he's he's definitely the best NBA rapper ever. I think I, don't, I can't think of anyone else. So,
0: Amon Shumpert—that's the only one I can think of.
1: Shaq has an album. Also, many nicknames. Kobe.
0: Tell me how my ass tastes. Remember that one? He sang that at a club. Oh. TMZ was all <laughs> over that. That was an amazing moment. Yeah.
2: Well, do you want to comment on Joel's extension at all, Ryan, and how happy you
0: are? I mean, I would be surprised if something like that didn't happen. I'm glad that our big man gets paid, and one of without an
2: agent too sources have said
0: I yeah I don't know what that even means because my understanding of these NBA contracts especially the maximum ones is it's not there's not really a lot of discussion it's just like what the players accolades are that and how long he's been with the team that dictate the terms you know maybe the schedule of the payouts and the nitty-gritty details of how he gets paid he might be negotiating, and I'm sure the Sixers would do that in good faith. Regardless, agent or not, I'm just happy he's on the team for another four years. One of my favorite follows on Twitter, at Pro Football Doc, Dr. David Chow, who gives excellent sports doctor analysis in real time. He brought something up as it relates to Joel, his contract, and the fact that he's not getting meniscus surgery, despite him, missing time because of that a meniscus tear at the playoffs or a few games at least I think it was was it even one one yeah i think one why would he not get surgery yet have an ex- have a max extension signed before that happens two possibilities that i see either this meniscus tear is really tiny and minor and when you if you remember at the time that the tear happened There's a lot of uncertainty surrounding the situation, which makes sense that it's so tiny that it was worrisome and they watched it, but it's not really developing in any way, which is good news long term. Or the secondary option, which is a little bit less good news long term, is that he was using surgery as leverage for this extension. The fact that he has an agent, however, or didn't have an agent, however, makes me think. I don't think he's probably leveraging in that way. So, good news all around. Good day to be a Sixers fan even though Pat's still salty about that Simmons guy.
2: Well, maybe on the side of not so good news. Video was leaked today. A discussion between Draymond and Kevin Durant about their time at Golden State. It's like a Yeah, 20- we're lifting
1: our embargo. We're lifting the embargo on the discussing Warriors glory days for oh, the segment.
2: That's right. That's Since this right. is
1: a little, uh, this is a little, this is not so much reminiscing as much as much talking about current events and also about how they got mad at each other.
2: Yeah, I can get down with you know talking about the dismantlement of that super team and and that blowing up. Um, we can talk about that for sure. So, Jack, I, I, I want to point this in your direction. I want to get your thoughts because this is your team, you know. This is, this is you know, if, if like, Simmons and Embiid, like, got after it and then Embiid decided to walk they away. Might. Which, yeah, they might. Who who the hell knows at this point? But it, it'd be basically, like, Doc Rivers and and uh, Daryl Morey and Elton Brand coming up and mishandling the situation and that ticking Embiid off and having him walk away which is basically what Katie said happened and Jack you can you
1: can give us sort of
2: you know synopsis of that segment of the video that that uh
1: it came out Yeah today. in this um supposedly leaked video that was very much posted and promoted on Bleacher Report uh today um it's like a 20-minute sit-down with Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. Just the two of them. It seems like Draymond Green is starting some kind of...
0: Chips, baby. That's the channel. name of it. Chips. Yeah,
1: chips. For which is not in terms of championships, but asking people why they have the, the chip on their shoulder exactly. that they have. Mostly boring, uh, but there was an interesting part, which obviously is Draymond asking Kevin Durant if when he exploded and yelled at him and cussed him out in Los Angeles when they were playing a totally meaningless game against a crappy Clippers team. Um was the re- in Kevin Durant's last season. Was the reason why he left and yeah, that's essentially what happened. There was like a final play. It was a close game. Durant wanted the ball. Draymond didn't pass it to him. Durant was upset and then Draymond, you know, exploded at him, apparently cussing him out, also asking him, you know, why is he like gonna leave, or not saying he's gonna stay. All that all that jazz. Uh obviously Durant leaves after that. Great movie. In it All that jazz. What? All that oh, jazz oh. is
0: a great no, movie. No 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 I'll stop him before he
1: starts. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, so today they essentially come out with a video and they uh, they they just throw, especially Draymond, essentially throw Bob Myers, the Warriors general manager, and Steve Kerr, the head coach, under the bus with this whole situation. Now, Draymond asks him, you know, was that a reason why he left? And Durant says, no, it isn't. I was more upset with how it was like handled or like the aftermath than i was at the incident which i think is actually well i do actually think somewhat hypocritical of durant And i'll get into the criticism of durant's point of view that i have of what he's saying but is understandable when he says it seems like steve kerr like wasn't acknowledging it or like bob myers just thought that they could suspend Draymond for a game and it all be okay and um Durant referenced like the last dance and how they said that when Scotty Pippen, you know, pulled some, pulled some crap that they could, they confronted him in the locker room and aired it out in the locker room. And he says he didn't feel like that happened. And that all may be very well true from Kevin Durant's point of view. And so I actually kind of buy how he might feel like as an organization or as a team, they didn't address that situation enough, even though it did seem like he and Draymond talked about it and worked it out. But what is just the hilarious part of this is then Draymond, again, the one who, f- who screwed this up in the first place, the one who took it way too far by just like all of a sudden cussing out Kevin Durant and just going, <laughs> just, it's this whole situation is entirely his fault. And then just throwing Steve Kerr and Bob Myers under the bus. Because apparently, when they flew back, they told, they pulled Draymond aside after they landed and said, You need to apologize. To which Draymond was offended that they were asking him to apologize, which is ridiculous in the first place, and none of what Draymond Green, like, really may- said made any sense. I encourage people to find it and go watch it, because, you know, hard for me to, like, I don't really want to go word for word into what they said. But, like, what Draymond Green makes no sense when you remember the fact that, like, he's the reason this was happening, and this was, like, almost entirely his fault, even though, you know, okay, yeah, Kevin Durant might not have been the most pleasant person to play with that year, but, like, it appears... That he's just essentially saying, like, no, I'm not going to, like, you can't tell me to apologize. I'm not going to apologize, like, kind of situation. And it's very, it's very much, like, he's essentially saying, and he does say it. He's like, I think that, like, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, they fucked it up, which is just a phenomenal leap to make. Like, maybe Myers and Kerr didn't handle it the way they should have. But, like, it's a phenomenal leap for Draymond Green to essentially just push the blame entirely on anybody else. And then, I know, Ryan, you have some thoughts on this, but my final, or not my final thought, but what I what I have a bone to pick with Durant a little bit is, like, even long before that, it seemed pretty obvious that he was going to leave. Like, all the reports were that he was going to leave, and this was his final year. And earlier in that interview... Draymond Green, says he's Draymond Green says from my point of view, you were done essentially after the second season, that after two years you were, you know, with the Warriors you were you were good, but you came back to three peat because three peats are rare. And Durant said, yeah, that's essentially it. But then when he's asked about why he let like asked about this incident. He sort of, like, he sort of seems to imply that how the Warriors handled it is kind of a big part of why he left the door. When he seemed to already admit that he was kind of out the door, I still think like Kevin Durant's still the victim in this situation, and that he was the one that Draymond just totally exploded off for little reason. But at the same time, I do have a bone to pick with his response, and that it it seemed like he had already admitted he was going to leave that after that year that he already knew he was going to leave. And then sort of was like, yeah, Bob Myers and Steve Kerr, the reason I left. And it's like, and again, I'm not trying to side with Steve or Bob because I don't know exactly what they did. I imagine they have a significantly different perspective on this. Um, But at the same time, my main bone to pick, it's just hilarious that the jump that Draymond Green can make by saying, yeah, okay. But they were like the reason it all. Shit was their response. It's like maybe they shouldn't have suspended him. That's fine, but it's just it's just an incredible jump in logic that is just like like miraculous sort of ability to tell yourself that you weren't wrong. So that's essentially what happened, and that's my main takeaway from all this. Uh, but take it away. Some
0: singy boys today going fiery again. <laughs> My main point is: it seems like now, who's the guy on Twitter that wants to fire Steve Kerr? He's got Andy, Andy Lou. Lou. He's got a lot of ammo now. I think he's going to be going off after this one. Um, I have I disagree with a lot of what you said, honestly. I so starting with it being a boring listen. Uh, we had just I had just enough time before we started recording to play through the whole thing and i thought it was a decently insightful conversation into who kevin durant is and i i will give draymond a lot of credit i thought his questions were really good and i don't know if he's writing them or if someone else is helping him normally i think people assume that but it's his show so i'm i don't know he's he's good friends with kevin too so maybe he knows how to ask the right questions but
1: it's very possible that i found it a little less intriguing because you're I've essentially Heard and read that from Kevin Durant in the past, and like he said things like that during his time, and also during like right after. So that's fair. I didn't. I don't want to entirely throw it under the bus, but yes.
0: No, I mean it. Um, it, Yeah, I I could also understand that he's probably answered very similar questions throughout his time, but um, yeah, I think also you know my interpretation of the whole event and everything wasn't that it was that specific reaction to the fight by Bob Myers and Steve Kerr that led to Kevin Durant leaving. But that was just when they reflect back on the incident, that's who they have a problem with, which if you list like given the other points that they make about competitiveness, being willing to be open about communication and wanting that, if that's what they wanted and Steve Kerr and Bob Myers were trying to be hush hush about the whole, fight and that it happened and just kind of silence people then yeah i could see how that's frustrating for them i didn't interpret it as that was the reason that katie left i thought that like they like you said and they kind of explained he was already kind of moving on to the next chapter of his life i think one thing that i kind of took away from this is you know we we forget a lot of times that these people are humans just like us and an analogy that I'm thinking of as you talk, Jack, is, you know, say you're trying to start your own business or start a small company with someone and it doesn't go so hot the first time you might go to a big company to learn how to properly run a business and then take those lessons and go do it on your own. And I feel like that's what LeBron James kind of did with uh, his moving to the heat to win championships and then back to Cleveland. And you could see the similar thing with Kevin Durant. Going from the Thunder to Oklahoma City or to uh, Golden State, rather, and then trying to do it on his own, albeit not really on his own in Brooklyn. But it's just a different. The it's the calculus is different because you have millions of people watching you and and rooting for all of your decisions. So, you know, I, I the video just kind of reminded me that these people are human. I'm still gonna rip Katie for. The weird shit that he does on twitter because it fucking is weird but uh, you know it i don't know i i didn't i i kind of believed i i tended to believe there's perspective at least maybe a little more than you did but
1: yeah i think that it's fair for them to look at and i'll watch the video again and and I know that Draymond's obviously commented on this quite a bit in the past and been asked about it quite a bit in the past. Um, it, it seems fair for them to say, I didn't like how Bob Myers handled this. I didn't like how Steve Kerr handled this. I think that that's fair. It just, to me, came across, and it seems like Draymond especially, would seem to be like jumping on the you know oh it wasn't the incident as much as it was the reaction to the incident which i think is a little bit too dismissive of the fact that he started the entire incident in the first place and like we've had plenty of draymond green discussions you can't you can't have the good without the bad because it, you need it right he needs to explode sometimes in order to have a fire to overcome the deficiencies in his game that he does have but at the same time it's like you can acknowledge that, and I'm, you know, he. I think that in the past he 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 has, and I think he has said that he's apologized, and you know, he did end up, you know, apologizing things like that. It just also I think what struck me, you know, maybe they do really hate how Bob Myers and Steve Kerr handled it. And again, I understand that more from Durant's perspective as he was sort of taking the brunt of this, and he probably did want to really air it out and maybe that you know that just didn't happen uh it seems like maybe bob and steve and some of the guys on the team felt like that was something that draymond and kevin needed to work out between the two of them that might have been how they felt about it so that's why maybe there wasn't a big sort of conference about it that durant seems to allude to not happening but also it's a little bit funny because like you go and you look at the Twitter reaction to all of this and you know what everybody's pulling, which is granted what I pulled from it, but is that like, you know, Steve Kerr and Bob Myers drove Kevin Durant out of Colton state in an interview where they, where Draymond acknowledges and they acknowledge that if they suspend you know, saying, like, Draymond knows that if he gets suspended for this, everybody's going to perceive it as his fault. Right, yeah. With what happened. No, so it's like a weird, it's a weird sort of, like, they seem conscious of, like, the narratives and the things that are said, and and they will also create, via this interview, the narrative of things that are said, being that Steve Krum, Bob Myers essentially, sort of made... Durant Madden left. Not the fact that he yelled at him, which again, I think in the first place is far not the reason that he left. He was leaving anyways. But it's this weird sort of like they know they're fully aware of what they will say, what they will say, and how that will be perceived. And they said that. So that's also a bit of an issue I have. And I don't know what conversations they've had with Bob and Steve elsewhere. But it's, it's a very interesting, like, they they are all so keenly aware that of what they're saying most of the time. Although I did think that this was very candid and I appreciated that in a lot of ways. But it's a, just kind of an interesting point of all of this is that they're also going to start <laughs> a lot of shit right. about... Well,
0: and Draymond even admits that a lot of this was on his mind and has been weighing on him in some capacity. So they're definitely aware of it. And you're right. Like there was not a lot of accountability taken for any of their actions. And, you know, do we expect that? Who knows? It's their kind of perspective. And I like the last point that you brought up is kind of when it's player to player kind of interview setting intimate like that one on one. You kind of expect a certain amount of more honesty than uh, Kevin Durant answering to someone from the press. But at the same time, there is no one to check them. There is no one to counter their arguments, really. Draymond's not really going to counter it unless it's not aligning specifically with his perspective. So it's hard to know what is reality and not even even in this setting. How about this, though? you got to love sports we uh just broke down a 20 minute video with probably 25 minutes of content that's that's beautiful right there all right then
2: you know what time it is our favorite pastime let's talk about some football baby
0: yeah just preseason around, just around the corner <laughs> hell yeah
2: we didn't talk I mean, summer it's league
0: exciting. it's
2: exciting no. I mean, no no summer league we already did our sixers warriors i don't want to talk discussion session. like the last so, thing i want to
1: ever talk about is summer league
2: okay well i think this is the most i've ever been invested in preseason football i i just I just can't wait for football season, and it's fast approaching, but it still can't come fast enough. However, there's someone on this podcast Uh that is very excited about their rookie quarterback, or at least I think he's excited about the rookie quarterback. Trey Lance, the number three overall pick in this past rookie draft, going to the San Francisco 49ers. And if you listen to our draft episode, which was an instant classic, Jack Butler, Jack in black was ecstatic. He was so stoked for this pick. He was just happy. It wasn't McCorkle Jones. So um, he played his first time in in those red and gold uniforms um, this past weekend. Went five for 14, I believe. He did have like, a no, yeah, touchdown dude. bomb. <laughs> well, I don't think it was five for 14.
1: It, well, I think, I think was, it was. It was. I, yeah,
2: fact check me, motherfucker. Um, it was, I know it was, but
1: I don't know. I didn't know it was. I knew the numbers off the top of my head. That's all right.
2: It was the ADR TD bomb that really, really got everyone's eyes and attention. So, Jack, you know you got to see a little bit of Trey Lance and then what he was all about. So give me your thoughts and impressions on this young man.
1: Let me look at this, uh, the stat line and I'll purely base it off of this. Um, I'm trying to, cause that's what find. football is.
2: It's next gen stats.
1: You know, it's just looking at the analytics. stats. Uh, yeah, I actually, I actually did. I usually don't really watch any preseason football whatsoever. Um, Sometimes I turn on the Hall of Fame game for like the first drive and it's like, oh, get that
0: itch. Gotta get that itch. Yeah,
1: you're like, oh hey. And then like 10 minutes in, you're like, oh yeah, this is terrible. Goodbye. Um so, but yes, if there are, you know, I will occasionally try and tune in to watch specific people. This is, you know, Lance certainly being one of them, especially given the uh, you know, training camp buzz. And how well he had been performing, according to training camp reports. Um, On the performance itself, I mean, you know, look, first performance, a lot of good, a lot of bad. Uh, I see why, you know, I see why they were enamored with him. I think his stat line would be a lot better if there were three, like, right in front of their face drops from the wide receivers. Um, that one of them, especially, was a very nice throw that was dropped. But um, I would say overall, pretty good. He's got he's already, he already has a significantly stronger arm than Jimmy Garoppolo, and he did make a throw, you know, from the pocket all the way to the sideline that was was very beautiful and was a, just an absolute laser that. Certainly Jimmy Garoppolo can't do, but at the same time, you know, he got sacked quite a bit. Didn't seem like their second unit offensive line was helping. I mean, it's also so hard to judge because going up against backups with backups, who knows what he would look like with the, with the starters in, but. um, He seemed to hold onto the ball for quite a long period of time, which, you know, not that he needs to be Ben Roethlisberger getting it out in two seconds Uh, But at the same time, you know, probably took some sacks that might have been a little bit more on him. Uh, At the same time, he also escaped some dirty pockets because of his mobility. So at the same time, some good stuff. Definitely cooled the brakes on what seemed like, you know, some (laughs) some over training camp hype, I would say. Um,
0: Yeah, that's the main
1: thing. I do think that. You know, is he going to be the week one starter? Obviously not. I think that'd be pretty crazy. I do think that he should get some preseason reps with the ones against ones. Um, I also think that even if he's not the week one starter, like it seems like they're installing red zone packages for him because of his running ability. So we might still see him in the red zone. And so, I, I mean... There's not a lot of great conclusions I can come from a single preseason game. Hopefully, he gets a lot of reps, and then in the second one, with at least the starting offensive line, just so they can give him a little bit more protection. Um, but I mean, he has an absolute cannon. We saw it on the deep ball, and not not just throwing deep, but also throwing on a laser. But he definitely missed some throws too um, that were open. So. And it's his first game, first preseason game. He didn't play college football really last year either. So, willing, you know, he's got a leash. And, again, like, I think going back, you know, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if he doesn't start this year either. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo is not bad by any means. Uh, I see why they're moving up for another QB, obviously. But let's, uh, you know, again, with oftentimes happens in training camps, (laughs) Let's not get too uh, too far ahead of ourselves here.
0: Yeah, I think that the outcome of this game was a push in general. You know, like you said, a lot of good, a lot of bad. Same thing that people liked about him and hyped up his stock, saw what he could do with those throws. Unbelievable. And the other aspects of quarterbacking that he struggled with are what his critics were worried about too. So, like you said, it's a push. And because of that, the hype has to cool off a little bit. Um, but it is game number one. So not trying to take too much stock out of it in general.
1: I, yeah. I, I what I tried to prioritize was just seeing, you know, some of the rookie QBs, because that's always the most fun part of preseason. Like that's really, right. uh, I mean, it, like seeing, you know, if you're a fan of a team, seeing, you know, your first or second round draft pick. Is always fun, um, but I tried to pop into as many of the first, you know, round QBs as I could. And Fields also getting a little bit too overhyped, I think. In terms of like, I think he'll be the starter very quickly because it's he's competing with Andy Dalton. But at the same time, like I, I didn't watch. I went back and kind of watched that. And it seemed, you know, he has the mobility, he had the the run, but I, I feel like, you know, I feel like Dalton will probably come away with that number one job, but I feel like pretty quickly should be Lance and, you know, Mac Jones didn't look too bad either. And I do actually expect Mac Jones to be a QB starter here pretty quickly too. If Cam Newton continues essentially an inability to run a passing offense like he was last year. So kind of actually pretty excited. Actually, I'm actually actually kind of pretty excited to watch, to to watch the Patriots to see if Mac Jones said he could or not.
0: You know who I'm rooting for. (laughs) Is it,
1: is it me or
0: does
2: Trey Lance's throwing motion just look, it's so weird. It's
1: it's a little funky. He doesn't really step
2: into his throw, and he just sort of arms it.
0: Slinging it.
1: That's a little funky. He's got, like, a little almost, like, hitch, but it doesn't seem to. Right, right, right. Not in a not a hitch in a bad way. I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't even have the. – I'd have to watch it some more. But, I mean, he – yeah. I mean, I know Zach Wilson also – I think a lot of people would say, you know, probably had the best arm. I don't know. I know Zach Wilson can absolutely sling it. They all can, but like, yeah. I mean, the first throw that Lance made, it was like just a zip that <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo just can't do. Like he just, he <laughs> just can't. He just can't throw There are certain balls, and there was one that I already referenced that, like Trey Lance threw, that like I have never seen Jimmy Garoppolo. Make that throw in my entire life and i think you know part of the reason it you know they were probably enamored with lance is because you know kyle shanahan's uh, i don't know and he's ever really had a guy who's just had a cannon like a guy who can reach all levels of the field
0: maddie ice bro maddie ice
1: matt ryan's no, was not not close but like, not yeah not like matt ryan very good He's, like he's too statuesque, yeah. But like, in terms of a guy who can at least have the the velocity and the arm strength, will not be the issue if he can't. Oh
0: man, RG three, RG three, he totally blew it with RG three.
1: RG three, <laughs> yeah. God, but certainly can't. Certainly, you know, things that Jimmy G can't do, Lance is already showing at the same again. Jimmy G get probably getting it out a little quicker. You know. But we'll see. I like I said, I expect Lance to still have some packages and I still expect to see him, but I don't I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if he doesn't really play a lot this year. Even though I'm sure people will be clamoring for it when Jimmy Garoppolo eventually eventually misses some throw or doesn't see the open uh, poor guy.
0: Jimmy G. Poor Jimmy G.
1: Poor guy. He's yeah. totally fine. He's gonna
0: be all right. In what way, Pat? <laughs> In what way did you mean?
2: I mean, look at the man. Handsome fella. In terms of football career, I mean, like he's getting paid. He'll be all right.
1: Yeah. It's
0: my analysis on Jimmy G. Phenomenal. I think you're ready to drink, Pat. I think you need a drink.
1: You need a non-alcoholic non-alcoholic beverage. That's
2: what I think you need. This is the first podcast episode that I haven't been drinking for. One to That well, explains why your out.
1: audacity didn't work.
2: I know. Jeez. Fuck.
1: You're just a functioning alcoholic.
2: Alright, here we go. Ladies and gents, the highly anticipated non-alcoholic beverage review. This was a long time ago when I was dissing the non-alcoholic beer and the I think it was Heineken commercial for it. And I I just had questions about it. Who would want to drink this? Why would they want to drink it? Because the point of drinking alcohol is to not be sober. So
1: but they're not I think what <laughs> but they're not drinking alcohol.
2: <laughs> well then why are you drinking something that doesn't taste super pleasant? Go drink a lemonade or something, go drink something uh, sweet. They might
1: you know? not want the sugar, you know.
2: What well, what I'm looking at so okay, here, here we go. This is this is what Ryan and I have beers, probably different beers. Mine is crafted and bottled in Germany, Kloster Holler. Original non-alcoholic, the German pioneer. Sure, that's, um, that's that's the beer. That's the beer that I'm drinking. 96 calories, zero grams of fat, 1.1 grams of protein, and 19.9 grams of carbohydrate. Billy,
0: really, your review is reading the nutrition facts.
2: Well, because I mean, like, why uh, would you I mean mine this...
1: says via the surgeon general? No, I'm just kidding. Uh,
0: I was like, what is he really bad? Someone might have spiked his non-alcoholic wine over there.
1: <laughs> kidding. Of course, it doesn't say that. It's alcohol. Nice. Anyways.
0: Well, I'll tell you guys about my favorite non-alcoholic beer. You guys see it right here? That's refreshing. That's fucking water water is my favorite non-alcoholic beer but anyways i did buy some commercial ones and my local grocery store didn't have any cases which at first i was bummed but it was to my benefit because they had singles so i have three different kinds that i'll be reviewing from uh athletic brewing company i think i've had some of these before actually shout out nathan i think he brought these to my apartment I uh, have the Hazy IPA, their Run Wild IPA, and their Cerveza Atlética.
2: So, Ooh. okay, we well, IPAs—I feel like IPAs are a little different. I mean, those are definitely heavy on the taste buds. So, um, hmm, that's interesting.
0: How about that? But I mean, that's they get
2: a—they get a lot of uh... slack. They get a lot of slack for their taste and like tasting so bitter. I guess I don't know. I just—I just don't. Right? I just. Why I I bought a six pack of of these Kloster holler and it was eight dollars and I just don't know why you would go out of your way
1: to Well I don't know maybe you're a, maybe you're a recovering alcoholic and you want that a is sensation. one market just, you you, you want to want or you're beer snobby and you don't want the effects of alcohol whether that's the drunkenness or the just general. Non, I don't know the general health implications of drinking alcohol. Um, in terms I, think,
0: of- I think speaking to that, my biggest take on non alcoholic beers changed when I learned that it's a lot less calories. Because, yeah, at, as soon as I learned that, yeah, there's totally nights where I just want to drink one beer. Maybe uh, you're not going to f- really feel that one beer, but there's the act of doing it relaxes you the taste is familiar it's like it's a, just a nice cold thing to enjoy on uh, any given night and i don't necessarily want all the calories or negative effects from that beer so this is perfect actually I'm oh it's perfect it's perfect let's see well let's see <laughs> all well, so right, here we go the setup right, let is me- perfect <laughs>
1: Maybe you're at like a party and you don't want to like, like you don't want to be somebody who's like not holding a drink at like a party, but you're also you not go. comfortable drinking. You can just hold it and everybody will think it. Everybody will be hammered and think it's beer. Or worried if you're drinking. The PD,
0: yeah, There's
1: yeah. so many alternatives to like, just not
0: do that. Like to, you to might like, like
1: it. the beer. Like we'll see. I'm mm-hmm. cur- more curious at Ryan's because yours seems kind of, it's like a light beer. Yeah, that seems kind What's, of, I don't know. Jack, like... you
0: haven't even told us about what you're drinking tonight. Oh,
1: yes. I yeah, you started s- going you started off about joke. the
0: label. Yeah. Funny guy I over here.
1: drinking Freh. F-R-E. Freh. <laughs> um, Freh. Fre. Fre? Uh, it's, a, it's a Merlot, which I don't know what that means.
0: Merlot. So Merlot is a... <laughs> Uh, red i think it's full body i could from california
1: vineyards uh, saint helena california i
0: l- i love that your grocery store didn't have non-alcoholic beer but they had this nice ass non-alcoholic wine from breath. california
1: with, it's labeled the sophisticated alternative and mm. with its plush luxurious taste and gorgeous garnet Color in the glass. Uh, alcohol removed. Merlot. Or how do you? What? freaking Yeah, Merlot. Yeah, yeah. Merlot yeah. Merlot makes any occasion special. Rich plum and currant aromas lead to cherry flavors flecked with spicy notes and a rich, full finish. Flecked. flecked. So, flecked. we'll we'll. <laughs> I'll let you know these spicy notes. That's what I'm most looking forward to. Yeah. Spicy notes.
0: All right, pour one out because I'm getting thirsty over here. Looking at them. Also, look at, look at what glasses I got, baby. Eagles. Three, They're all the same. the same. All right, I'm put. I'm glasses. putting this beer bottle
2: to my mic so you can hear me crack it open. It
1: says this is 20% juice. Oh shit. 20%. Give me the
2: juice.
1: I don't know. I feel like wine's probably not normally any percentage of juice, but.
2: All right, I'm giving mine a sniff test.
1: It smells like beer. they really, yeah.
2: This would be a funny joke to play on a cop, Jack. This could be you since you're such a freaking jokester. Um, just down a whole pack of these and then
0: go drive like an that's idiot.
1: The, that's the what that's the whole
0: oh. Heineken Zero. That's the Heineken ad campaign. I don't think no, it's better a better prank. No.
1: The better prank would be to like not tell your friends that it's like non-alcoholic just have them drink you know yeah placebo a few or to like down a bot, give them a bottle of wine and they're down in it and, and they think that they're just down a bottle of wine that I would say cheers
0: would motherfuckers let's do it
1: cheers all right here we go oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah how's that friend <laughs> it's just like it's just grape juice <laughs> oh i don't know maybe i shouldn't have gone with a merlot i don't really know what that means let me google it no it's has that's
0: actually it's hilarious got- that you say that because i just tried the uh like light copper Ale, their cerveza, and it kind of tasted like apple juice a little bit too. I don't know mm-hmm. what the hell's going on there. I, Just yeah, trying the IPA now. It's,
1: it's, it's wine with a hint, uh, or no, sorry, it's grape juice with a hint of wine. That's how I'd describe this. I wouldn't describe it as um, f- flecked spicy notes. I have yet to feel any flecked spicy notes, but
0: fleck no flecked. Your fre was unflecked.
1: My fre was unflecked. And look, like I I, I have to I have to uh, you know I have to judge this for what it is, not for what it's not. So That's fair. If you dig grape juice, some like less like sugar, less just like Welch's sugar grape juice. And this is actually pretty tasty.
0: How how are you feeling, Pat? You have yet to
1: I I mean, yeah, this
2: um it's got like a sweeter little aftertaste. Um
1: definitely tastes like a light beer. Let me take another drink. Yeah, no, I mean, it tastes pretty similar to
2: to like a Hefe or something Hefeweizen, it's it's got that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's got like a little bit of a sweeter aftertaste. Um,
0: you know what I'm thinking nothing with nothing too bitter. Yeah, with all of us are thinking saying that it tastes more a little more like juice, a little more sugary, and I'm wondering if in a normal beer or in wine, the alcohol kind of numbs you to the sugars that are already in it. Look at this. We're we're trying to answer some questions here, because I think I, I mine tastes kind of like that too.
1: I also would like to say that you know I don't know anything about wine, as you probably have learned. You're not a Somali, uh, eh? No, but <laughs> um, but you know maybe that maybe a Merlot isn't the way to go if you really want to. You know, I think uh, that's the only way to go do you know anything about these no okay
0: pat do you uh would you buy a six pack of yours again
2: um no (laughs) (laughs) okay okay okay. if you wanted
1: see i'm this is why i'm the most curious about ryan's and how he feels about his three choices because yes, for me personally, I would not choose a non-alcoholic beer over an alcoholic beer, but I'm curious, like, was there a distinct quality difference between the three that you chose, Ryan relative to each other?
0: Absolutely, yes. So again, I had this cerveza. I had an IPA, and I had a hazy IPA, and I will say... The IPA and Hazy IPA tasted a lot more like their beer counterparts. And I'm actually, the Hazy is rather enjoyable. It's not bad. If I'm looking to drink a Hazy, honestly could barely tell a difference. IPA a little bit more so. Will not ever buy this Cerveza one again. It is (laughs) not. I don't know what kind of light ale thing that they're, or a lager that they're going for, but it is not capturing that. So no go on that, but the IPAs, I would say thumbs up. Get at it.
2: That, that's there we go. Very, <laughs>
1: very good review
2: there, Reefer Ryan. <laughs> Little dude, no, I already down like six of these before the show. So <laughs> I love me my class holler. No, I, I just, I, I, I. I can't get behind the non-alcoholic beer. I'm glad oh, that I gave for it a you.
1: shot.
2: I really want to meet someone out there that, that drinks this on purpose. That they go out to their store and have they have their favorite non-alcoholic beer. I want to know how successful this stuff is.
1: Well, and is this just for a certain market?
2: I just can't get behind it, man.
1: Can't oh. get behind
2: it can best
1: you're, you're gonna have some fray
2: but now now i have five bottles of cloth holler that are just gonna be sitting in my fridge for god knows we how. all
0: have the back bottles of the fridge the shit that no one wants to drink
2: honestly jack though i'm gonna do i'll probably do your idea at one point and like bring it to a party just you know, pawn them
1: like, off other people like they, yeah. they won't know just bring it to a party, stick it with the rest of the beer. Is it very optimistic? And better pour labeled? it into a solo. It says non
2: alcoholic and orange on the label. Okay, pour yeah, it into a just solo. Just like
1: cup. pour it into something, just pour it into a glass for a friend or, you know, I maybe not one. quite a friend. Um, you know, you can slowly pawn it off, I'm sure. Or, or, you know, maybe in a few days you're like, man, I don't want the. Impacts of alcohol on my health. Like, but I won't really even feel in a beer. Like, it's been a long day at work. You know, maybe long that day fixing the computer that Crosshausen. I don't remember what it was. Um, Klosthalle. It was German. Yeah. Oh, new sponsor.
2: Some more <laughs> German <laughs> sponsorships.
1: <laughs> oh, by German. We're going
2: down this rabbit hole.
1: Uh yeah anyway, steering the ship away from it. Hey, what's wrong with the Germans man? you got you got a problem with them? When? That's the question. Um, no, I don't, I don't. Good, I don't, but, yeah, overall, I would imagine non-alcoholic beer is probably a little bit better than non-alcoholic wine. But if I find non-alcoholic beer, I'll probably buy it and let you guys know. Cause now I'm curious.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, you kind of got you got the raw end of the deal, but now I'm I glad we introduced
1: never... uh you know a, a little bit of a different element. But yes.
0: <laughs> it was hilarious that you <laughs> watch it. Like a chew in and your
2: wine. Glass. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is just great. Uh, yeah. That's
1: hilarious.
0: <laughs> it's just it's
1: well, it actually says on Black. the label, twenty percent juice. Jeez, I, uh, that's a high uh, amount. I have, uh, and I, I bought, I also bought real wine. while I was at the store, and so I don't. Well, it's a rosé, but uh, I don't think that that's twenty percent juice. So, Is
0: that for you or for Ali?
1: Oh, it's for me. Oh, it is. It is one hundred percent for me. I like red wine, um, but you just said I,
0: you didn't know a Merlot. What the hell are you? Talking I just
1: about? get red. I don't really know what that
2: means, though. All right, all right. Well, that concludes. I, I like That's it when
1: I drink it. I okay. just don't buy it very often. That's I guess what okay. I should say. Yeah, so,
2: keep defending yourself. Keep defending. Usually yourself.
1: it's other people's, and they're like, "Do you want some wine?" And I am like, "Sure." And then yeah, okay. It. I'm right. like tasty.
2: Tough guy. Big tough guy. Well, this concludes our review of the non-alcoholic beverages. That was that a I just thrill. wants
0: to get right on through this. He wants nothing to do with it anymore. It's just
2: uh he had I'm his wine. staring at it right now and it's it's he did I it. I just wish it, it was alcoholic at this very moment. So, um oh my- Let's get to some uh Let's get to some shout outs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus.
0: Did you forget your <laughs> shout outs today? Jack? <laughs>
2: Jack's like, shit, who's my
0: shout out? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who's going
2: last. For <laughs> shout Ragai, who you got for your shout out?
0: I'm always going first and I love it. My first yeah. shout out goes to my partner, Liv. Had a great week celebrating both of our birthdays, which are four days apart was a blast had a lot of fun with her my second shout out is to osman avid listener who ironically enough forgot my birthday but it's okay i forgive him he's a new father but he says he still listens and speaking of people that were engaged with our master review he said he paused the master or he paused the podcast to go watch the master or is saving it until he watches the master so Gotta love the dedication. Shout out to Ozzy and Lil Caden and Melissa out there. Shout out. Jack and Black. <laughs> You're thinking hard, right? There. <laughs> I see you
1: thinking. Oh, Um. I don't know, so I'm gonna uh you know, pivot to I want to say, just my default reaction to most things, which is how does? What about me? (laughs) And so I'm gonna give a shout out to myself. Wow! (laughs) First first ever ever. shout out. I'm gonna give a shout out to myself. Wow! I. What did you? What did you do? I'm. That's what I'm trying to think. Uh <laughs> I have done nothing remarkable in the last few weeks. I don't think I'd oh man, what have I done? Um this is sad. shout out to myself. <laughs> shout out to me. I'm taking, you know, heading up to northern Minnesota, Lake Superior to hang out for two days, go on some hikes, go to state parks. Um so shout out to me. There you go. All right. How about that? Nice.
2: Well, for my shout outs, um, it involves my partner and it involves her birthday too. Would you look at that? Oh, my. Goodness. Shout out to Sonar's. Uh, she was a guest on our podcast. If you did not listen to the episode, go check it out. I think it's episode 16. Could be mistaken. It's one of them. So shout out to Soners. It is her birthday Friday, August 20th. So this episode will, will be coming out after that. So you're going to miss it if you didn't know that, but still send her a happy birthday text. We're <laughs> we're going to try to make this be a fun-ass birthday for her. And it's going to be a good time. So I guess you guys will hear about that on next episode, which will be in two weeks, most likely. And then I'll give a shout out to Mama part. I know she's been listening to the show and she sent me uh, a very important part of my outfit for Sonia's B Day party, which the theme is Space Cowboy. So we take it off and we go on a space baby riding that horse. So i will be fun. I'll send you guys pictures of it, you you too. not not the audience, because I, I don't know who who all listens. I know some people that listen to it, but I don't know everyone, but if you want, if you want photos, reach out to me, uh, directly. DMs in, are open the DMs. I was going to say, since we did have some technical difficulties this episode, um, I didn't really get to comment on the KD and Draymond situation, but I'm thinking when I post this episode on Twitter to tag KD in it and see if he, uh, Oh, he'll. See if listen. he has anything to say, I, I think I think he, there's a good chance he might. There's no that. way
0: he's getting through Jack's uh, rant against him before hearing out my side where I defend him. So we're screwed.
1: No, he he doesn't even need to be tagged. <laughs> he'll just
2: know.
0: He'll just
1: know. Uh, you don't I would probably don't even to
0: get KD as a listener.
1: You probably don't even need to tag him. You just probably need to like write out like KD or yeah Durant or d and he's probably <laughs> searching for it on Twitter, so
2: well, I'm doing it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna I mean, add he him, addresses
1: so. why he ta- talking to people in the interview that he gave, so which' we're, we're, again we're I have no lot. issue I have absolutely no issue with his interactions on Twitter in fact, I enjoy them. I encourage well, more athletes to do so, but this podcast okay. is.
2: This podcast is plugging a lot of things right now. And so I feel like we should be getting some sponsor- sponsorships pretty soon. We should do be, the uh, ads. Cue them. Cue them. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That was another great episode. Uh, like every two weeks, that's that's our schedule right now until the NBA season starts, at least. So, yeah, looking pretty good. We've done some reviews. Who knows what we're going to be reviewing next week. Huh? Huh? I have no idea. Actually, I'm just throwing that out there. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night.
1: I'm gonna dump
2: bars. out this. I'm gonna dump out this beer. Like, I don't want to drink this. <laughs>